Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of A Little Bit of Everything with me, and I am your host, Angelica. This is the podcast that talks about a little bit of everything, so sit back and enjoy the show. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of A Little Bit of Everything with me. This is the series, the new series called Journey to Motherhood. And for those who don't know, I recently gave birth to a newborn baby on August 29th, and I wanted to share my story because I am one in 10 women who have PCOS. So I wanted to share my journey once again, and also the things that I had to do to get to where, to get to my bundle of joy, so to say, because it's been a struggle and and a lot of people telling me that I wouldn't be able to have children. So this is why I wanted to pretty much dedicate a series to it. So this way we can create awareness, help other women out there who are struggling. And for those who are teenagers listening can give, they can get hope that in the future, they're able to have a child. So what I did this time is kind of give you a little bit of a recap of how did I get PCOS? What were my symptoms? How did I know about it? Basically starting from the early years. Now, I did repurpose an episode because I did one of these on September 1st of 2019. So what I did is I grabbed the audio and I really just put it back into this episode because it was a lot easier and I have a newborn now. So a lot of things have changed and time is very limited and time does go by fast. So I figured, let me repurpose this episode. I'm going to break it down into two parts because there's a lot to take in and I don't want to bore you guys for an hour and a half. And I figured, I do part one of what is PCOS and then next week you'll get part two the continuation of PCOS so without any further ado let's get into this episode again this was already recorded September 19th of 2019 and also I wasn't feeling well so keep in mind the voice change and also what an what an improvement in change the fact that it's been two years since I recorded that episode and I was like, wow, my voice is, you know, you're talking, you're speaking and everything is, has changed a lot for good improvements. Well, enough about me and let's get into my story and I'll catch you at the end. It's September. September is PCOS awareness. What is PCOS? Is polycystic ovarian syndrome. And um, I apologize in advance. I'm still under the weather. And um, I'm just, I wanted to share my story with PCOS, my life before it, my life after and now. Um, I want this to be a message for women to be empowered, to feel like um, it's going to be okay. And also there's so many resources out there that we should look into and take advantage of and be involved in our communities and support groups with women with PCOS. Um, What I'm going to be sharing today is uh, a lot of female reproductive stuff Uh, for those listening um, who are not female or for those 
who are not too interested in this topic, this is what it's about. So I'm just giving you the full disclosure right now. Um, It's completely up to you if you want to continue listening, but I will be sharing my story with PCOS. If you have someone out there who has PCOS or someone who was just recently diagnosed or is unsure about PCOS, this is a great podcast um, that you will learn a lot from my personal experience, some of the symptoms that uh, women with PCOS go through and the things I've done to uh, get the help and the support I need. So let's get right to it because there's so much to cover and um, I hope you really enjoy it. So what is PCOS? PCOS is polycystic ovarian syndrome. And it's a hormonal disorder that affects between 6 to 10% of women. Symptoms often start once in the menstrual cycle begins and may not appear until well into a women's 20s or 30s. Now, for some, it starts early as even 13 years old. So a lot has changed over the years. I was diagnosed with PCOS in 2014, 2006, uh, sorry, 2014, 2015. It was one of those. Um, so going into this, yes, I was in my mid twenties. Um, I know people around me who were diagnosed as early as 13. I've met other women who was diagnosed at 12 and, um, some of them are diagnosed at birth because it could be genetic. So it's different for every woman, but it does, um, start in the menstrual cycle. Now, PCOS causes the ovaries to produce higher than normal amounts of adrogens, male hormones. This interferes with egg production. The egg that the ovaries normally produce develop into cysts, little sacs filled with liquid. Instead of being released during ovulation, as an egg would be released, the cyst buildup in the ovaries can become enlarged. PCOS is also linked to insulin resistance like diabetes and can affect many systems in the body and that have long-term health consequences. So for me, I had cyst ruptured once, which I will talk about it uh, later on in this episode. Um, I have a family member of mine who has PCOS and um, this person had multiple cysts. And they had to be removed and surgically removed as well. So every woman is different. And that's what I want to say. Every woman experiences different symptoms, different things when they have PCOS. Now let's get into the symptoms of PCOS. So PCOS is a diagnosis given under a cluster or a group of symptoms. Different women with PCOS experience different symptoms and with different intensities. And the most common symptoms of PCOS are infrequent or irregular periods, no periods at all, excessive bleeding during your periods, enlarged ovaries with multiple small painless cysts or follicles that form in the ovary, skin tags, teardrop size, pieces of skin that can be as large as a raisin and are typically found in the armpits and neck area. A disorder that's caused darkening and thickening of the skin on the neck, um, groin, underarms, or skin folds, uh, thinning hair, excessive hair all over the body, including the face, acne, weight gain, and obesity, anxiety or depression, increased blood sugar, infraternity, 
I cannot pronounce that word properly, to be honest. Um, but not all women with PCOS experience with infraternity and appropriate measures should be taken to avoid pregnant if you wish not to. Um, also, with that, I can tell you right now, most of these I've experienced. Um, but when my early years, everything was fine until later on, which like I said, I'm going to get into it, but I just wanted to give you the educational part of it first. Um, what causes PCOS? No one knows what the cause is. Isn't this crazy? Nobody knows. But researchers think that it may be caused by high insulin production. Insulin is a hormone that controls the blood sugar levels. When too much insulin is produced, the body releases extra male hormones. And when exact genes have not been identified, PCOS to seems to run in families. How is PCOS diagnosed? So a healthcare provider will perform a physical examination, ask you about your medical history. They will ask questions about your family history as well as your periods and regularity. Wow, I cannot pronounce words. My apologies. For those who know, I have this. I've, I am dyslexic, so sometimes I cannot pronounce the full words. They will check for your weight and look physical symptoms like acne, hair growth, darkened skin. They may do a pelvic exam or vaginal ultrasound to do some research. Uh, sorry, to do some search for um, ovarian cysts. And a vaginal ultrasound for PCOS is very much like an ultrasound for pregnancy. This allows your healthcare provider to see if there are any cysts or follicles in the ovaries as well as thickening of the endometrium or the wall of the uterus, of which a thin layer is normally shed each menstrual period that can build up there in a few or fewer periods. They might ask about blood tests to measure insulin levels, glucose, sugar, and other hormone levels. These tests are be used to diagnose PCOS and to rule out other conditions like thyroid and other ovarian problems. While you may have some of the symptoms listed above and other conditions do have overlapping symptoms with PCOS and should be ruled out. Is there a cure for PCOS? There's no cure for PCOS, but there are treatments available. These treatments can help balance hormones in your body or relieve some of the symptoms, such as acne and weight gain. And some of these symptoms can help you treat treatments you do yourself. And for others, you might need a healthcare provider. So what are things that we can do to help yourself for those who are, are diagnosed with PCOS? Lifestyle changes can improve quality of life prevent health problems in the long run. For example, may consider limiting um, your intake of processed foods and foods with higher sugar content. A balanced diet exercise will help your body regulate your hormone cycle and may delay or even prevent some of the health problems associated with PCOS. Some women try to avoid exposure to environmental pollution and processed foods because they may have certain androcene disrupting chemicals. These chemicals can disrupt normal hormone levels, including uh, those already affected by PCOS. Um, some products may help with the fight of hair loss and facial hair. Um, there are, you know, different solutions for that. Um, what can a healthcare provider help you with? Well, the best way to treat your PCOS and your hormone disorder, you need to find a specialist that can help you um, really, you know, provide the right treatment for you. 
Um, now this, all this information you can definitely find on the website at cwhn.ca forward slash en forward slash node forward slash 44804. I googled uh, PCOS and this is the information that I collected. Of course, um, once again, I will put the information that I just read to you into the show notes so that way you have something to reference to. So I just wanted to give you a quick overview of what PCOS is, the symptoms, the treatments, um, pretty much a background information about it. And now we're going to get into my life with PCOS. My life before PCOS. So a lot of people ask me, so how could this happen? How were you diagnosed with PCOS? I've always remembered you being so athletic, you know, you know, just every sport you've done, you've done cross country, you've done volleyball, you've done soccer, you did everything. You were always at the gym. You were just so active. And how did this all start it? And I always sometimes wonder, how did it really start? Because it's just crazy to me to really go through all of this and experience PCOS after and before and I'm just like wow it's hard to explain how my body has changed so much and a lot of people just don't understand it so I'm putting out my story out there because everyone's different everyone has a unique story and has a different journey when it comes to PCOS so my life before PCOS I was very active I was into sports um I was just like so active I never stopped um I first got my period though in grade six. Um, it was sometimes embarrassing because I did not know what that was all about. Was it grade six? I could say probably earlier than that. I remember being on the bus. Um, we were doing a cross country meet and I think it was grade five or four. I don't remember. I know the teacher's name. So it was in Miss Williams' class. Um, this was before I think she got married. I was in Miss Williams' class and, um, Oh my God. I think it was before or after. Oh my goodness. This is so weird. I think it was like towards the new year and we were coming home from a track meet and I was sitting on the bus with friends and I felt like crap. Like I never felt like this ever in my life. I've done a lot of uh, track meets and practices and I never felt like this before. I felt very uneasy. I felt really cold. Um, I was just feeling really sick. And I remember being on that bus on my way home and I was just like, why am I feeling this way? Why am I like, you know, what is this feeling? I felt nauseous. I felt weird. I felt like, you know, where your uterus is like underneath my stomach. Um, I was just like, I'm feeling so uncomfortable. Like I wasn't feeling myself. And I remember riding that bus. Like, what is happening to me? So once we got back to the school, and this was our time to kind of once they'd done our head count, um, I went home. So when I went home and I got home and I wanted to shower because it's been such a long day at the track meet, um, I noticed I was bleeding and I freaked out 
I didn't know what to do. Um, my mom wasn't even home yet. So my dad, I didn't want to tell my dad because what is he going to say? I don't know. <laughs> so I remember that I just didn't know what it was until my mom got home and I was scared because after I showered and everything, I was still bleeding. I didn't know what it was. I thought I was dying. Like what could have happened? And thus, this is where my mom was just like, oh my gosh, you got your period. And she was so excited. I'm just like, you know, with that confused look on my face, like, what do you mean? Like, what is this? <laughs> you know? So then she tried to explain to me, and I do remember a little bit of it, how she was just like, oh, this is what happens in a woman's body. Um, we bleed there every so often because it helps us um, ovulate. And she was just getting very technical. And I'm just like, how long is this for? <laughs> and she's just like, oh, it's usually for seven days, but it depends. And you're going to have to start wearing pads and bring them to school and all of this crazy stuff. So I was kind of like, okay, so I'm wearing a diaper to school. Um, so I think this was grade four. I'm not going to lie. So I was really young, really, really young when I got my first period. Um, so I started wearing a pad when school was so uncomfortable because you're just like, what's this extra layer of, you know, stuff that's on your underwear? Like, it was so weird. I remember going to the bathroom so frequently that teacher was like, teachers were like, what's the reason and it's of course because you are on your period and nobody else is on their period in your classroom that you're the only person that needs to get up and use the bathroom and try to dispose of this pad somehow I don't remember much after but I do remember um the following months um it was embarrassing for me to experience my period being in an in an in a class of like so many kids that we haven't most of them that haven't even reached Peruti yet and I remember getting up going to use the bathroom and I'm bleeding through everything and I was wearing white pants I felt so embarrassed and I had to tell the teacher that I remember do you have a pad and she looks at me like I do. And she looks at me like, I do. Like, how do you have your period right now? And she really helped me out. Um, and then I ended up going home because I was just embarrassed. So I didn't want to stay at school. So I ended up going home. As I was walking home, I was just like, what is this thing that's happening? And, you know, at that age, you're just like, whatever, I guess this is what mom says, like, I have to, you know, this is what needs our bodies to get done every month. And you have to go with it. But I wasn't accepting it because no one else had their period. You know how embarrassing it is sometimes when you're kind of like, oh, my God, my period's coming. And then you have to go to the teacher because you didn't have pads because you weren't sure it wasn't coming. So that's another embarrassing moment where you have to go ask your teacher for a pad. So I, you know, had to deal with what I had and I know the next um, other months. So after I think the first six times I was okay, I was very heavy flow, very heavy flow. My mom was just wondering how does this girl release so much out of her body? It's crazy. So 
I started to, my mom would tell me that I started to really have these symptoms of wanting to throw up. I had cold chills. I had fevers, excruciating pain. And that was the first time when I felt like, why do we get periods? I had pain like someone was really punching me there, scratching me there, whatever it was. It was just so painful. It was so painful to a point where I was like, I stayed home for a week and I couldn't, they didn't, my mom couldn't explain how does this girl get so much pain? Why does she go through so much pain? My, like, it was just heavy, heavy flow. I had like blood clocks come out of there too. And it was just like, it was too much. I suffered a lot through pain, like to a point where doctors didn't even know why I was getting so much pain. Then later on in life, two years later, I remember going to the hospital so frequently because the pain was unmanageable and my mother would have to stay home from work just to take care of me because I just couldn't. Um, The first two days was really painful and then I just was able to go back to school after but it was just excruciating, excruciating pain. Like she would do her own traditional medicines from back home like mint tea, chamomile, like everything. And I just remember being so painful that I would just be like crying into tears. Like, why do I have to go through this? And it it's just excruciating pain. Like it was so painful, so painful. And I always wondered, why am I suffering through this? What is the purpose of this? And we didn't start learning about this, I think, until like grade eight or grade seven about, you know, women's reproductive system and periods and menstruation and stuff like that. And I'm just like, Frig, I'm just a pro because I started this like, what, four years ago when we were, when I was in grade eight, like, you know, (laughs) I've been through a lot already. And I remember one time asking my mom, you know, when does this end? She's like, oh, when you heat, when you reach menopause. And I said, what, how old is that? Because I didn't know what menopause was. I didn't really understand it at the time. And she was like, oh, when you're like 50 something. And I'm just like, long pause. Like seriously, long pause. My mouth is wide open. Like WTF, you're kidding me, right? So with my periods ever since as a teenager, it's been excruciating pain. It's been heavy It got really regular, but it was just heavy flows, like heavy flows, like how the hell, where does this blood come from? That's basically all it is. What is happening inside? Until when I got older, when I was about 13, um, not 13, sorry, when I was like 15, 16, finally seeing other doctors and specialists. And I was recommended naproxen to really help with the pain, take it two days before your period um, so they can ease off the pain and then on your period take another two just to kind of have an easier week because the pain is unbearable to a point where it's just like oh my goodness what is going on in there there's like a war happening in there and no one's winning they just want to keep on fighting till the end so it was excruciating it's crazy when I re-listened to this episode because I did go through a lot and I suffered a lot of pain as a child and as a preteen um, when I say a child, but I'm, I was a preteen when this happened. I was actually grade four uh, when my period started, but 
Thank you guys again for tuning in. Again, this is a series that I'm starting called Journey to Motherhood. This is part one of what is PCOS and part two will be out next week. And thank you guys so much for your support. And that's all we have for now. I'm Anthony. And I'm Jessica with the Beautiful Feet Podcast. Hey, it's your boy Bromar, host of The Bromar Show. Hello, everyone. It's the Coupon Queen Pin from the CQP Moments Podcast. What's up, everybody? This is your boy Ken, aka The Gentleman of the Gentleman Lifestyle Podcast. Hi, this is Stephanie Valente, your local massage therapist. And, and you're you listening to, listening to, to a, little a little bit of everything, everything with, with Angelica. Angelica. That's it for now. And thank you for tuning in on another episode of a little bit of everything with me. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Just don't forget to rate, review and subscribe on the podcast platform that you're listening to.